Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This week, I am inside the St. Louis Science Center, and my guest is Jackie Molay. She is the Managing Director of Museum Enterprises. Well, I have been here once before, uh, maybe twice, but there's so much to see here. I figured this has got to be one of my Roaming St. Louis segments at some point, and that point is now. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your connection to this place, how how long you've been here. Uh, I have been, I just celebrated, I think I'm past my 24th anniversary at the Science Center. I started as a part-time employee, uh, kind of fell in love with the place and have just advanced my career here in many, with many different opportunities. So, But what's your interest in the Science Center initially? It's a fun place to be. Uh, You learn something new every day, and I can still say that to this day. We take pride in being one of the major institutions in St. Louis. We take pride in our work, in what we do with the community. It provides an opportunity for many people in the community for many reasons. It's a pretty big venue. Do you know how big it is? I don't know the square footage off the top of my head. I'm going to say something like 400,000 square feet. Oh, but we have we have two big buildings that, you know, for our main, for public. And then we have an off-site building where our, our YES program is run out of. So, I mean, we, we're a pretty large campus. And what's the YES program? YES is Youth Exploring Science. And we're celebrating our 25th anniversary of the YES program, where we ask our community partners to nominate 8th graders out of many parts of of city and county, generally, uh, to come and they're with us every Saturday through their high school career, and they learn different components in engineering, aerospace, agribusiness. They come every Saturday and they learn uh, about that career. You know, it gives them job skills, it gives them people skills, it gives them opportunity to network with professionals that are already in those industries, you know, hopefully inspire them to go into those fields. I've heard the term STEM a lot lately Mm -hmm. in terms of STEM learning and a focus on math and science. Uh, Why do you think that is becoming such a big thing? Actually, STEM has been a thing for a while, and it really is. I think there are so many organizations like ourselves that want to make sure that St. Louis, the region, is um, supported, our our major industries are supported, and that we have a pipeline for people to, one, see themselves in these careers, get good jobs, 
um, and then also support the region so that we don't have a brain drain. So how would you describe the mission of the Science Center? So our mission is to inspire everyone to be curious and engaged in science. And I think we, like I said, we give people an opportunity to maybe test out some things that they wouldn't necessarily either have an opportunity to to do on their own or um, maybe not at school. For example, we have an esports program that we launched at the beginning of COVID. And esports, people are like, well, what is that? You're just playing video games. But really, it's how to program, how to develop, uh, how to do a production, because we do production for streaming, right? So even if you're not a gamer, there's an opportunity for you to maybe be interested in computer science or uh, television production. We give you kind of the, the little hands-on opportunity to test it out in a, in a pretty safe environment where one of our gallery assistants or one of our other staff, educators, can kind of help you in that and answer some questions. One of the things I think is cool about this place is that the exhibits aren't always your traditional science technology exhibits. For example, I remember the hockey exhibit. Yeah. Who would have thought you'd have a hockey exhibit at a science center? But the physics and speed of the game are fascinating. And and recently you've had this exhibit about Nelson Mandela. How did that come to be here? Why is that a connection to the science center? Well, we do view ourselves as a community organization, and we want to make sure that all of the community sees themselves represented at the Science Center. And while Nelson Mandela is an inspirational story, but maybe doesn't have anything directly tied to science, his whole mission was education, and that with education, you can do anything. Really, it can take you any place. It opens so many doors for you. And I think that's really why we felt it was an important story to tell here at the Science Center, because we're all about education. But there are more traditional exhibits that are here and that are coming. Mm -hmm. I know that there's one revolving around on October 14th, the partial eclipse that we'll see here in St. Louis, SciFest, I believe it's called. Yeah. So we'll have activities explaining what uh, annular eclipses are. We'll also kind of lead into our uh, the bigger eclipse that's coming in next April, but give people an opportunity to do some eclipse viewing safely with our planetarium staff who are outstanding. Also, we have some planetarium shows that leading up to the eclipse that will get people ready for eclipse day. So even if you're maybe not here on eclipse day, um, you'll get a taste of like what you can do at home. We'll have eclipse glasses that you can take if you're not here. A lot of hands-on activities, how telescopes are operate. Now, one of the staples here, and I heard that there was a little injury to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he got injured. What well, happened? <laughs> well, our T-Rex, unfortunately, um, he has been with us since the building opened. So since 1991, he works hard every day. But um, as I understand it, the, the piston in his neck that, that allows his head to articulate wore out. It was quite dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to have the part specially machined, uh, but the part has been made, and now our fantastic production team will reinstall his head hopefully by the end of September, maybe the early October, but um, he'll be back in, in roaring form soon. It happens to the best of us. Yes. Aaron Rodgers got hurt the yes. other day. So. 
personally, tell me about what you find most interesting here. The things that we do, so the Omnimax shows, our special exhibitions, our planetarium shows, um, our experienced flight gallery with our simulators is, and any of the galleries where you go to Paleo Lab, any of those kind of things, is the satisfaction I feel when I see families or friend, friend groups get together and have that moment together that they're enjoying themselves, but that we are providing an opportunity for them to just have a good time and learn a little bit. Sometimes I think that's harder and harder to find where, you know, we're a free institution. You can come in here. You don't have to do any of our paid venues. We'd like you to, but you can go to our free galleries and have just as much fun together. And I think that really is satisfying for me. I'm going to take a stab that you also have a relationship with NASA. Yeah. Because I see these <laughs> Mars rovers in the building and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've worked with NASA and JPL, the Jet Propulsion Lab, uh, for a long time. We have artifacts from the Smithsonian. Our capsules that are in our uh, planetarium lobby are on permanent loan uh, from the Smithsonian. You also have some excellent movie theaters in here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides the planetarium, the IMAX, and you actually do show movies, mm-hmm. whether they are connected to, to whether they're connected to technology or science or not. Like Barbie, right? Right. Um, Barbie's a unique. Uh, so backing up, when we made the um, the decision to renovate the Omnimax theater, which was a film-based theater for 30 years, but technology changes. And we were able to renovate the theater to be an IMAX laser dome. Uh, it, it shows, we're able to show fantastic documentaries, which is really our bread and butter, right? We, we, that's what we're here to do is educate the public on any topic that we can get a documentary film on. But we also like to have fun. We also like to expand our horizons. And, um, you know, things like we showed Oppenheimer over the summer, which definitely a lot of science in that. Exactly. A, a little, you know, it's a little take on science, maybe a little science fiction-y. But, but Barbie actually, um, maybe we wouldn't have done it except that the, the, um, the theme of Barbie is really that girls can do anything they want. And so that's why we thought, yeah, maybe it's a little stretch for us um, to show at the Science Center. There's there's no science in it. But it does give girls uh, who still struggle with seeing themselves in science and technology occupations. No, there's there's you can do anything that you put your mind to that you want to do. So so that's why we chose that we could, you know, we could do Barbie. What about the partnerships that you have in the community? Mm-hmm. What types of those relationships are there and how do they work? Sort of broadly, we, you know, we work regularly with Washington University, with St. Louis University, with other universities, institutions. We work with the zoo a lot. You know, we had the Jane, we had the Becoming Jane exhibition and the zoo really partnered with us on, on conservation and their efforts 
in Africa. So those kind of things, those partnerships, Um, but also our community partners. For example, we've just launched an initiative for an STL for all membership with the Urban League and making sure that we provide access for all St. Louisans to be able to take advantage of the Science Center and the programs and activities that that we that we provide for our members. We we just want to make sure we provide access for all St. Louisans. We work with Cardinals Kids Care, and so um, for their for their kids <clears throat> that go through that program to bring them here and have a night together, um, a special evening at the planetarium. And the planetarium. Uh, as I understand it, you, you can view night skies from thousands of years ago. Yeah, what, the, what are the highlights of the planetarium shows? The awesome thing about the planetarium is they can, you can pick a date and we can take you back in time or forward in time and they can show you what the night sky will look like at that time. Our planetarium staff are some of the most knowledgeable educators I would say that we have here. They really can explain space science to everyone, which it's not the easiest science maybe to understand, but I think that they're able to break it down and and explain it to everybody and make them feel like they really learned something. They're going to put the night sky up tonight, and then they're going to tell you what you should look for. What about other staff? Uh, What types of people are on staff here that you might not realize? I mean, you mentioned the science people of the planetarium. Uh, well, we have a whole range of educators. Uh, you mentioned our GROW exhibition, which is our outdoor one-acre gallery that talks about where your food comes from, how Missouri and Illinois, what, what crops are grown in Missouri and Illinois. So we have somebody who's a plant expert in education there. I think we have a wide range of educators here at the Science Center, but also we also have Um, Other folks, we have history buffs who are able to break down pretty detailed information into little um, easily understood bites. Um, We have a collections manager who's in charge of our 200,000 objects that we have in our collections that most of them don't even get on display very often. But she, whatever we're working on at the Science Center, she can find things in our collection that go along with it. And so nice complimentary, for example, the, um, the TARDIS that we have on display over on your way to the planetarium, which is a, you know, it's a set piece from the Doctor Who series. But we had things in our collection that also tied to Doctor Who because we collect a whole bunch of things. And so she was able to make a really nice display over there. So if you haven't come to see our Doctor Who display, you should come see it. Yeah, that's that's fun. I, yeah. I did get a chance to see it. I also understand you have a, a new film coming up called Deep Sky. Tell me about that. So kind of along the same lines as NASA and JPL, uh, the new Omnimax documentary called Deep Sky is uh, a collection of all of the new images from the James Webb Telescope. And uh, it's a very inspirational film. I've seen it. Uh, It, you know, you get those highlights from the folks that have worked on the James Webb Telescope for years and now to actually see it do its job and work well and send back those fantastic images and to be able to see them in IMAX is going to be spectacular. So we're looking really, really looking forward to, to having that film in October. That sounds like a can't miss to me. Yeah. <laughs> Since this place is so much about education, what is your connection to the local schools in terms of field trips and events? Yeah, we, we host a lot of school groups throughout the year here. 
And so we offer field trips. Uh, you can call our group sales line or you know our reservation office. Um, many teachers do that. And whether it's you know to have a program, we offer a selection of programs on many topics that are the curriculum of the local schools. Or you can also add on a film or a planetarium show to your educator program. So the educators will have a 45-minute program based on the topic, and then you can also stay and add on a gallery tour or other, you know, anything we do here, we can we can customize a field trip for you. Jackie Molay, St. Louis Science Center, thanks so much for your time. Oh, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Glad you enjoyed your tour. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.